I welcome everybody to our podcast. Uh, we're continuing the theme of inviting uh, counselors to uh, join me and, and Kevin, Kevin Nagoya, the uh, CEO, myself, Craig Copeland, Mayor for City Coal Lake. And today we have uh, Mr. Bob Buckle, counselor since 2007. How are you doing, Bob? I'm doing fine. I'm in the inner circle here. Inner so I'm circle. feeling great. The sanctum. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're, we're having fun. Uh, we, ha- we had a great conversation with Chris uh, and what we did was, uh, Chris Vining, uh, Councillor Vining, and how we opened it up then was uh, sort of just talking about uh, what got you into politics. And, and uh, so, what you know, you ran in the 2007 election. Uh, what what made you, you know, want to be get, get involved in uh, municipal politics? Well, I got into, into this community in 2002 uh, uh, buying a business and uh, operating it. That was the McDonald's restaurant uh, back then. And... Uh, we had noticed, uh, myself and business community and the Chamber of Commerce had noticed a constant increase in taxes uh, starting in about 2005. We had uh, you know, three years there where it was 20, 30 percent plus. Uh, meanwhile, didn't see any increase in services or very little and very in- <clears throat> or any, uh, any uh, infrastructure being built, but these taxes were going up. So out of a concern, Many of us in the business community had decided that, you know, we, we need to run some candidates and get on council and see what's happening because uh, because of these concerns. Once I got on council, I realized that uh, that uh, the uh, the city was suffering hugely from revenue issues. You know, the I, I think when they, when they threw the community together uh, uh, with the town of Cold Lake going bankrupt and uh, amalgamated with the town of Grand Center and the, threw in the uh, uh, four wing for good measure, they thought they all the problems would go away, but really they never fixed the revenue issue. So it became apparent to us on council uh, with, with your leadership back then in 2007 that we needed to, to find and fix sustainability of the city. And that, uh, you know, that, uh, that became very obvious and very, very clear to us. And, uh, you know, that's kind of where we are today. And, uh, so Councillor Lay and, and Councillor Fave or and nope. no Councillor Rodden got were on part of the two thousand seven. Yeah. yeah, that's correct, group. yeah. And Councillor Plain. Councillor Plain, Councillor uh, Palahoski. Yeah. And Councillor Lay and myself. Yeah, and so like when uh when persons campaigning with Kevin uh, the CAO and his team when uh, you first get elected, uh, you go to school for about a month. And uh, they did a great job on on educating everybody. Yeah, and and I think that Kevin and his group did a, a great job educating us as to the status of the city because that was kind of important. That was paramount. I mean, none of us get into politics to be here forever, and uh, and particularly a part time job for council. Uh, it was more about focusing on what it's going to take to make the city a better place, a more livable place for for the residents. And as I said, we were motivated, uh, uh, many of us back then, to try and figure out what the hell was going on with with the city because we as i said we had seen those taxes and we had seen those tax increases and had seen very little changes and uh, we had we had heard some some issues but we weren't sure yeah, kevin we, you were you sorry know, before you jump in here you were the back then probably the public works manager right Yes, I was uh, yeah director of uh, infrastructure services at that time. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah during the uh, those council orientation uh, booklets and uh, and training times, uh, you know, in the couple of years prior, we spent a lot of effort putting um, doing a condition assessment and kind of do an overall infrastructure evaluation of the city with the resources that we have. Maybe it wasn't uh, totally intrusive, but. Uh, um, actually uh, formulating um, kind of the infrastructure deficit, the infrastructure uh, inventory. And uh, so that way council has a better l- look on the outlook of a future of the community, right? Because uh, you can't, 
it was very difficult coming when I first started with the city, trying to see how 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 do you uh, look at the long-term financial commitment requirements and capital reinvestment strategy without knowing really much of an inventory that's there. There's a little bit of, there's information there, but um, to actually kind of synthesize that and uh, some build some models around it. And that's what uh, council, uh, when you guys were uh, orientated during that time is kind of that stuff starting to gel and come together and going, uh, and you guys expressed concerns of the city's finances at that time, right? Yeah, and I, I remember it, uh, you know, we were somewhere around the 350 million infrastructure liability at the time and, uh, and, and sitting on council and coming up to budget and having absolutely no money to repair or fix any of it uh, was was very frustrating. And, uh, you know, of course, as you've got 30, 40 year old aging pipes and infrastructure in the ground, knowing that there's a, a tsunami coming the, coming the way of coal acres, um, you know, it was very concerning. And that it, that is what uh, became the focus in those days in 2007 on the sustainability journey with us was that it was the biggest issue we had. I mean, on top of all those everyday issues that residents have, those are not to diminish those as not being legitimate or concerning. The reality is, is that we were not in a healthy way at that time. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, even high level numbers, I, I, if I recall right, uh, your infrastructure deficit was climbing at about, uh, I think it was around six or seven million dollars annually. And uh, your capital reinvestment strategy based on the revenues and grants that you had, you're only be able to put in about two million dollars of infrastructure annually. So therefore, that you know, those numbers right there is you're, you're knowing that your condition of your assets are starting to fall and you're not able to build anything new based on those numbers. That was bottom line, right? And uh, at that time, that was faced with some significant increase in taxes and uh, yeah. and some challenges. Let's just time. talk about taxes. So for a municipality, um, quite quickly, when you get on council, you learn that, uh, you know, Cold Lake is basically a residential based uh, back then for sure in 2007, uh, that it was the residents that were supplying about 88% of uh, all of the dollars in terms of taxes to the community and then the downtown business. The, the, the municipality of Coal Lake is so spread out. Uh, it's one of the challenges. Uh, and there wasn't a lot of good forward thinking uh, done to, uh, to see when they amalgamated the three entities whether or not the community was going to be sustainable. Everybody thought the PILT, was, uh, which is the payment in lieu of taxes from the federal government, was going to actually be a lot of money to help the community forward. But quite quickly, when we understood what we had for cash flow going forward to fix the community, uh, to move it forward, uh, you know, during that 2008-2009 period, we really tried to work with the provincial government, with our municipal neighbours, to uh, to try to come to a regional solution. I mean, uh, around that 2009-8 period, where the oil sands secretary was far, was firing up, because uh, all of a sudden there was going to start to be a lot of growth, and you know, uh, in the oil sands was really starting to percolate, and uh, we. We were, uh, you know, called into our room, uh, worked on the first of our many mediations we've had over the years with the MD of Bonneville, um, and you were part of the the team uh, on our city collate council. There was myself, you, yourself, and uh, Councillor Rodden that uh, had the pleasure of spending three days in the C2 Centre uh, with uh, the town of Bonneville's representatives and, and the village of Glendon and uh, the MD of Bonneville. And, and the instructions from uh, Minister Danlick at the time was to focus on the region and uh, get everybody's house uh, and everybody working together. Yeah, it was, it, it, but it was equally as frustrating because as we were raising awareness and alarms to the province that the, the city of Coal Lake needed help, um, you know, we weren't... Regional solutions weren't really coming or forthcoming. 
Um, you know, at the end of the day, we didn't care what we ended up with. Additional funding, uh, new annexation, regionalization. I think the city, you know, the council and us, we, we were, and yourself, we were prepared for any eventuality. Unfortunately, uh, those mediation talks were very frustrating at the time. There was not, it wasn't going anywhere. There was no one willing to step up to to uh, to uh, negotiate or to help the city of Coal Lake with its with its plight. And then, and I remember in those days, <clears throat> you know, the 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 accusations, uh, the unfounded accusations of overspending and reckless on the and, and so on and so forth. There, you know, which eventually led to a to an in- inspection, uh, municipal inspection, which is uh, for those that don't know, it, that's a top down, inside out underneath the hood complete examination of city operations and uh, and uh, which basically gave the city a clean bill of health but said however if you want to be sustainable go ahead and raise your taxes 20 plus percent every year yeah which which was not acceptable to us yeah the, the minister of municipal affairs gave uh when we, before we started uh, instructions i know councillor plain went there on my behalf and uh, everybody had a representative at that meeting but uh, i know calvin came back and said the, the minister uh, expects that uh, we're just going to focus on our own neighborhood, our own region, get our house in order, because there, you know, Coal Lake was raising, as you say, a lot of uh, a lot of flags up there about our future, and uh, we were told that the the first engagement was not to be talking about the air weapons range, not not looking elsewhere. Fix your neighborhood inside first, and so I thought the two mediators tried to uh, do their best to bring everybody together. Uh, and it, at the end, the last uh, day there on the Friday, uh, 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 the town of Bonneville and, and MD of Bonneville put down a, a deal on the table. And uh, the other three municipalities rushed to sign that deal. And we felt, uh, no, we'll bring it to our council for a vote. Uh, but we knew, being on the negotiating committee there, that the, the amount of money that they're putting on the table is not even going to come close to helping the city of Colake our future. And I think that's one of the things that uh, is being missed is that uh, because Kevin's group had done such a great job uh, looking at um, what what financial numbers we needed to keep this community going forward, that we already had when we went to that table the kind of numbers we needed to see. And, uh, you know, I think uh, we quickly, of course, voted that, uh, that deal when it came to council. We voted uh, not to accept it. And then we were going to work with the province and work with Premier Stelmack and to try to come up with a with a better solution, a better future for Coal Lake, um, you know, why sign a deal if they're only going to offer you one or two million dollars? It just wasn't going to be enough. Yeah, well, just to, in comment on that, that deal that they proposed to us, if you recall, was one point one million, and uh, you know, roughly, and it was uh, it, it was under a community development uh, uh, headline, <clears throat> economic development, and and we had said that we would be. We'd be receptive to accepting the deal if they changed it to a recreational uh, uh, development agreement to help with recreation in the city that uh, that MD residents were participating in. They refused to do that. So we didn't want to be cornered into a, where we were not able to properly pursue uh, sustainable revenues for the city. And this agreement, if we had signed it, definitely might have uh, uh, blocked us from being able to do that because we the government would have just turned around and said, well, go ahead and and get a better deal out of your neighbors then. And so that was that was the rationale behind council not accepting it because it, uh, it the way that it was being positioned was such that it would really handcuff us moving forward. Um, you know, so, you know, at the end of the day, 
the 1.1 million, we knew that wasn't even good. That was, you're literally just rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. We're going down and that this is not going to help us. So at the, you know, so, so it, we, with good reason, we turned that down and, and move forward. And then, as you said, focused on the provincial government to find a solution because yeah, it was obvious the region wasn't going to be here. Yeah. And you know, the province is approving all of these oil applications back then. It was, a, it was starting to really go hard here. And where do all these workers live? And it was in Coal Lake. And so, uh, you know, in Pure Oil, we get over 70% of their workers living inside the city of Coal Lake. And so we weren't seeing any kind of benefit other than providing services for all these people. Yeah. You know, it, it's funny. And, 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 you know, so when we eventually were able to get into negotiations and discussions with the provincial government and our neighbors said, fly at it, you go ahead, get, do whatever deal you can get with the provincial government. Good luck with that. And uh, that was loud and clear. And that was supported in writing by some of our neighbors. And at the end of the day, you know, we move forward and 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 we're able to secure a you know, decent deal. Interesting when you said about those, you know, applications for all those uh, the the industry and all the, uh, the the approvals that were going ahead. In uh, in all of those uh, social economic impact assessments, they say that the community will generate uh, will will benefit from the, the municipal taxes that will be for the uh, for the improvements and the M and E, which is machinery and equipment under our assessment of how you generate revenue. But the issue is, is there's municipal boundaries of jurisdiction between City of Cold Lake and our, you know, the urban municipalities versus the rural at that time, which was, you, they were, you know, eyebrows would go up by the, uh, by the industry who's doing the social economic, you don't see any of that revenue. No, it doesn't come to Those us counties. like that, right? At that time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people don't realize that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, there's only one taxpayer and, 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 and they don't look at boundaries. They look at services and look at what, what's being provided to them. And unfortunately, uh, we get tied up in this, in this issue where everyone at the time agreed that Cold Lake was under some hardship and definitely needed some repair work done on its, uh, on its revenue side. You know, it's funny on, on all levels and generally speaking, everyone agreed, including the provincial government, but everyone was lost at what to do about it. Nobody wanted to step up and, and, and propose something that was out of the box or something different. Everyone was protecting their own, their own turf at the end of the day. Meanwhile, the Coal Lake residents were being held out, uh, you know, with, with threat of higher taxes, less services and a crumbling infrastructure. So, you know, time was of the essence. We needed to fix something here. So yeah, look at the, in the, I think it was in the nineties, uh, you know, Fort McMurray uh, joined up uh, and created that wood buffalo. So, I mean, the city of Fort McMurray was under a lot of pressure and, and they, they amalgamated with the county and the tax base was just outside their borders and these uh, oil field developments. And yet the, the city of Fort Mac was under a lot of pressure and they became, you know, a, a regional municipality and uh, and look at the uh, the punching power they got. I mean, uh, just uh, today we saw in, uh, you know, the news there out of Fort McMurray today was, you know, over $5,000 per capita spend on the operating budget out of uh, Fort Mac right now. That's fantastic. And that's, that's, that's putting that industrial taxes to good use inside the city of Fort McMurray for services uh, for all the residents. Yeah. The, in the end though, the, after the, uh, um, you know, the mediations and the, the municipal inspection, because uh, Cold Lake went down a path of, uh, of a notice of motion to, you know, request the minister for to, to review the dissolution options for the uh, city of Cold Lake. Then that led to a, uh, you know, once that, as you said, uh, Bob, the uh, cleared the path of the, there's no financial issues with the city where actually things are being properly done and managed in, within the city of Cold Lake, um, led to larger discussions amongst the region with the municipal government of Alberta, 
uh, Fort McMurray uh, region of municipality with Buffalo, Lac La Biche, and uh, to come up with a solution for Cold Lake. Yeah, we were sitting uh, in FCM in uh, Whistler, of mm-hmm. all places, and uh, and uh, you know uh, we came back from FCM, and I think it was June of 2010, and Councillor Rodden made the motion to. Uh, to, to notice a motion to dissolve, and that led to uh, uh, municipal inspection. Uh, I believe it was either 2010 or 2009, and uh, and eventually the municipal expect- inspection, uh, like everybody's been saying, uh, was uh, was a clean bill of health. And uh, the province really, after the inspection, really took note. Uh, we had another election, and then uh, we all got back in primarily on the uh, stand up for Coal Lake platform. And uh, we worked with the government on a solution, and uh, you know, give credits to uh, the wing commander. Got very involved in uh, in very concerned about attracting uh, and keeping retaining uh, the members in in Coal Lake. Remember back then, the things rent was going crazy, and uh, we we started to see an elevation. We were ra- we had raised property tax. We were one of the most uh, tax communities in all of Alberta back then. We were on council, and uh, the wing commander came in front of council and expressed the concern and together we worked together on a, a joint letter up to Premier Stelmach and uh, and that led to really the, the Premier at the time getting really engaged in uh, concern about Four Wing and concern about the, the sustainability of our city and, and, and asking uh, Minister Snowgrove, Minister uh, Goudreau, who was the Minister of Municipal Affairs, to really uh, get involved in understanding what was going on here in Coal Lake. Yeah, it wasn't hard to, to figure out, you know, when you go back to those. I, I used to tell, uh, you know, a, a lot of my neighbors at the time that the best way to understand it is our community was heavily based, residential-based tax, uh, on a tax base. Uh, our commercial industry versus uh, residential was uh, was lopsided. We, I think in those days we were almost 80% or 80% plus uh, residential, which is not sustainable for any community. doesn't matter what size or what. You, uh, you, I, I, I would inform my neighbors that you, we can't possibly collect enough taxes off residents on a street to pay for all the services and, and, and all the repairs that would need to be done on a street. It's not possible, not possible in any community. Everybody knows you need, you know, a 60-40 residential commercial tax base over residential or a, a worst case scenario, 55-45. You know, that, that, that those kind of numbers make it sustainable, which is why Town of Grand Centre was marginally there before they amalgamated the Town of Cold Lake into it. Town of Cold Lake, for all intents and purposes, you know, had a financial cancer being that it was 90 plus percent residential with no tax base. So by simply making a larger entity, it, eventually that cancer spread, you know, and, and the city. So the fact that the city was was under the gun 10 years later should should not have been a surprise to anybody, at least of all municipal affairs. I mean, it, it was it was gross negligence. And once again, what happens a lot of times is these people just look out for themselves in, in whatever term of office they're in, uh, in, in particular, you know, the, the, the ministry looking after, you know, t- quick solutions for today and not looking over long term. So the, I'm, I'm sure their intent was, well, that'll get them by today. And uh, well, we'll still, some other government can sort it out down the road. And, yeah. and, and that doesn't bode well for our citizens. That, that's, that's really letting down the, 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 you know, the, the residents that, that have to pay the freight. Yeah. So, I mean, um, what happened there was a, a later on in our, our term there is that, uh, the, we were called to, uh, the, the ledge and there was ourselves, the city of Coal Lake, the MD of Bonneville, uh, Laclabish County and regional municipality of Wood Buffalo. Uh, we're up in the Carolina room in the legislature building, just a gorgeous room. And, uh, it was, uh. It was a two-hour meeting, and uh, everybody was instructed to uh, to come to the meeting and have a representative. 
And so myself and Kevin were there from the city of Coal Lake. And uh, before the meeting, uh, before the municipalities uh, talked, uh, four industry uh, leaders were allowed to come to the meeting and talk about their development in their area. So the coverage area was basically for Wood Buffalo, Lac La Biche, and uh, inside the MD Bonneville, and of course, the, uh, the famous air weapons range. And so each company was allowed to sort of talk for 15 minutes, five minutes about uh, where their workers are living, uh, five minutes about uh, current operations and, uh, and and what the future growth is for the next 10 years. And especially on the assessment, the government really wanted them to sort of value what kind of assessment growth uh, on the different areas. And then they had five minutes to to basically blast government and and, and uh, here's the opportunity to to have some significant people in the room. We had Minister Snowgrove, uh, Minister Danlock in the room, and uh, to talk about any issues that they had. The year of the government for five minutes, and it was fascinating discussions. And you know, if uh, there was any ever any notes taken by uh, the government, it, it would be fascinating because I think industry was so bang on on their assessment growth predictions for the next 10 years. And so well, when you see the assessment right now coming out of the range, they, the, the people that spoke, the Sonovis fellas uh, and CNRL, I mean, they're, they're bang on. Uh, the people from Imperial Oil that spoke at the meeting, they talked about growth uh, for their operations actually kind of not being as robust as uh, the other areas, especially around the Conklin-Christina Lake area. And so, you know, when you look at that meeting and you say, man, those guys really knew what they're talking about because it's been almost 10 years since the, since the meeting. And so uh, from that meeting, uh, you know, everybody was there uh, for the city of Coal Lake. Uh, the government instructed people that we were here to talk about uh, the sustainability of the city of Coal Lake. That was the subject material. And, uh, you know, it was... Uh, they had representatives from each municipality, like I said, and and uh, negotiations in the room uh, led to uh, to what happened here with the the uh, the area that was the taxes before going to Lacklebish County, now coming to the city of Cold Lake. Lacklebish County were given sixteen townships that were taken away from region regional municipality Wood Buffalo. Some of the townships were also dedicated to sort of a caribou type of a uh, thing that the government was going to eventually have to deal with with the feds and then the city of fort mcmurray or wood buffalo was getting was going to receive crown land uh, around the city of fort mcmurray to help them develop and it was a win-win for for everybody especially the md of bonneville where in the meeting it was discussed about it being a win for md of bonneville because they didn't get the city of Coal Lake. we were we were talking about dissolving it was one of our options that uh, the government knew as a as a viability option. And so for the win for the MD of Bonneville, they got the road maintenance uh, from La Corrie up to the range that wasn't that they weren't getting before. And now they weren't getting, they were going to get that money for that and they were not going to get the city of Coal Lake. So it was a big win and uh, and, and everybody uh, got a good chunk uh, when we left. Uh, and, you know, unfortunately, um, in our case, for the city, um, the 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 air weapons range became an island uh, on itself, and uh, and it's unfortunate that the the government of the day did not make a land bridge uh, along the uh, east side of Primrose Lake Road so that it connected to the city of Coal Lake, so it was a continuous uh, uh, border.
Yeah, well, this is getting into a, you know some some real politics later, but but at the time, uh, by far, this was a this. If you ask me, since I got on council in two thousand and seven, what am I most proud of? It would be our council's uh, ability and win on on that sustainability funding from the Air Weapons Range AID three forty nine. That was the crowning achievement in this community that that really propelled us, that set the stage for us to have basically everything you see here that's been built over the last eight years. Everything that we have for services-wise has been uh, as a result of that to get the city back on a sustainability uh, uh, projection, you know. And, and so, so I and 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 to say that that was a few wins or whatever is is really to understate it. That was a five-way win. I mean, that Fort Mac got crown land that was otherwise restricted from them. That they were able to develop assessment and get windfall in compensation for the 16 townships. Lac Labiche, despite the, their, 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 their acknowledgements today, are getting more money off that, off that uh, 16 townships than they are getting off of the, that, what they would have gotten off what was previous to their ID 349. I mean, would they switch back today and give us the townships out of the 16 that are up there? Probably not. They're doing better off today. The MD got an extra million, million and a half dollars on her for a road they otherwise weren't getting. And the city of Coal Lake got got funding that it much needed to 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 be able to properly plan out its community and handle the growth that was happening and then the province also got some residual in the form of a couple of million dollars or whatever for administration uh, you know, quotations uh, fees so everyone it was a it was a five-way win there was no downside to that to that agreement every 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 everyone everyone gained from it so you know and 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 it and it was under the understanding that that was to transition to the city Unfortunately, as you said, the land bridge didn't happen. The language was loosey-goosey and politics came in and played later, which is going to get us to a real ugly spot where we are today and one that the community really needs to pay attention to. However, you know, that, what that was able to do for us and, 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 and with the concept that it was supposed to be permanent and, and in perpetuity to help us, you know, politics came into play. Uh, leadership races came into play, elections came into play, and that thing's been kicked around like a football. And it's very sad, and I'm very concerned, uh, you know, what what, uh, what lies ahead. It's the only, so the 349 is that the industry, the pipeline companies and the oil companies that operate out there pay a tax to the government. And so the government really is acting like a municipality and, and then transferring the money uh, to the city of Coal Lake. Right now they're looking at at, at other uh, municipalities to also distribute the money, but it's if you look at that and you call that a municipality, it's the only municipality in Alberta that's asked to do this. Nobody else in the province is is saying government's not coming in and saying to to X Y and Z. You now have to distribute money to this community, and so it's really got the spotlight. And unfortunately, it, the the people that are are, are going to be impacted so the there, most are there's city different level of taxes, right? So there's the uh, you know the the, the businesses pay corporate tax to the federal government. We have uh, royalty formulas that are there that is uh, with the provincial government. The assessment, which is uh, which has a tax rate on it, is a municipal tax rate under the Municipal Government Act. And uh, that is a tax upon the M&E, which is referred to, again, m and referred to machinery and equipment. There's really no residential linear, taxes linear. up there and, uh, and linear taxes that are uh, pipelines that are under ground that are out there. The um, So when you look at municipal taxes and municipal assessments, they're typically used for 
um, programs and services to run for the community, including social programs, infrastructure programs, and whatnot. Right? So. Yeah, you know, it's it's a big uh, it's a big uh, area. What's uh, fascinating before this deal got brokered, uh, the city was collect was operating on about a thousand and fifty to eleven hundred dollars per capita. Uh, based on a residence and uh, and and a bit downtown business tax, and so pretty pretty lean uh, numbers. With the uh, when we first uh, receiving the monies from three forty nine, we were getting about thirteen million dollars, and so you know with the population of about thirteen fourteen thousand, we were getting an extra thousand dollars per capita, and then as our growth uh, in our population increased uh, during the go go years. And also the assessment, just like the the oil companies were predicting for the range, would grow for, by another billion dollars over the next ten years. We saw the the growth of the uh, of the money coming to the city Colic also growing, and so we were getting we were operating around thirty three hundred dollars per capita, and allowed the city to now really go hard on our investment. Uh, Deficit. I remember a certain municipal affairs minister telling us, "Do not put any of this money in the bank. Put it towards your infrastructure, your recreation buildings. Build out this community and spend the money." And of course, our councils always believed if we're going to be building a building for the community that it looked nice and that it's going to stand for forty, fifty, sixty years in your community. Yeah, well, most of our focus uh, was has always been on the livability of our community, realizing we're a little bit remote you know, a little bit isolated, uh, that people that come into Cold Lake are generally transient in nature, are, are going to be here for three, four, or five years. The uh, D&D needs to uh, recruit and have a recruitment uh, uh, incentive uh, to to uh, maintain their membership. Uh, you know, it, the community needs to offer uh, services and facilities. And 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 so anything we can do from a, from a council perspective to improve the livability in this community, I believe over time pays dividends on families relocating here and living here and improves the quality of life of, 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 of Cold Lakers and, and the region for that matter. So, you know, it, that, that was our focus. And, and as you said, you know, if you're going to build a build it right, we're not going to be building, you know, we could, we, we could put lean-tos up there and shacks and what, what difference, you know, it, it, it's not going to be anything anybody's going to be proud of. And we're not going to achieve uh, the, uh, any goals or, uh, of, of creating a, a livability aspect uh, improvement. So, I mean, so at the end of the day, I'm, I'm pretty proud of what we did and we were able to do this with the sustainability money that we had uh, coming into the city. And that was, that was the whole idea. That was the whole purpose. That ID 349 was created only solely for the sustainability of the city of Cold Lake. And that's getting, that, that in recent years has been getting lost in the shuffle. And it, it, you know what? It makes me matter now because at the end of the day, uh, our ratepayers are going to, uh, you know, need to pay attention to this because this is, the, 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 what's happening is wrong. What, what's what's happening on, on the government level, this government, previous governments uh, with that ID 349, as I say, being a political football, being attacked, only th- affecting the city of Coal Lake probably jeopardizes all the all the years of goodness all the all the all the uh, new facilities uh, future facilities the uh, and, and the and the city's overall operations is 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 at huge risk and I, you know, it, 
our people need to wake up on this. They really do need to. I, I get the fact that many of the people that were around in 08 and 09 or 2010 when we were fighting in those years for this money maybe don't really realize and what's the big deal and why not just share it and whatever. What They weren't here watching year after year 20, 30% tax increases on their households. And they're already complaining about the level of taxes in the city. I can't even begin to think what this is going to mean if with, a, with, with a loss or a severe reduction on this ID 349 money for the city of Coal Lake and what it means. So, so we need to wake people up on this. We need to, uh, heaven knows we're going to be going to battle on, on, on protecting uh, the ratepayer here, but we, you know, they, they need to be aware of what's, what's at risk. No, you're absolutely, Bob, you're, you're correct. So where we're at right now, of course, is uh, we don't even know what we have for money for the 2019 fiscal year. Uh, we were, uh, we were raked back uh, severely by $10 million in 2018. And so the, the, the deal got uh, rearranged. And, and so what we've been saying for quite a few years now, um, before the, the change, was to let the city of Coal Lake uh, deti- decide the mill rate. Uh, let us, to, if we're going to raise the residential uh, mill rate or the taxes that a person pays on, uh, on uh, be- being part of Coal Lake by 1%, let's raise the industry by 1%. Treat everybody equally uh, the same. Right now, this whole uh, 349 is out of our hands. Uh, we're, we're waiting for the Minister of Municipal Affairs to uh, make a decision. Um, you know, our biggest concern, of course, besides our, our you know, our overall residents is the ability to attract people to want to live in our community. If uh, if taxes are going to escalate uh, like they were back uh, uh, 2003 to 2007, uh, Fort Wing, uh, Wing Commander, he's trying to, we're going to have the new fighter jet coming here into Canada. And, you know, the men and women that work on the base, I mean, they, back before this deal, they struggled to make a make a livelihood. And, and I think the, you know, the, the wing controls the access on, on ID-349. And the whole connection of, of the wing commander, uh, the air weapons range, I mean, it's there for a purpose. It's training our men and women that are fighting for Canada. And, uh, I th- you know, I think this whole connection of uh, air weapons range in the city of Coal Lake and, and four wing being part of Coal Lake, has really been kind of lost on people. And industry came to the table. People might wonder why industry came to the table about the sustainability of City Colic. is because industry realized the engineers, the, the operators that were coming to work up in the oil patch wanted to live in our community. And so they had a genuine concern about the future of Colic. I remember joking with, uh, with a certain oil company that why don't you buy the city and to talk about community investment. But that's how bad it was. And industry was a big champion. The, the Chamber of Commerce was a big champion uh, about the, the future of Coal Lake. And, and the, you know, maybe all of that is going to start up again. Yeah, you know, it really makes me angry because at the end of the day, you know, and, and this is my thoughts. I can't speak on behalf of council or anything, but, but you know, we are, we are being backed into the corner. Um, this, it's been forgotten with all our dealings in recent years. Today, in recent years, the city of Cold Lake and, and the, its sustainability quest and the ID 349. The ID 349 was created solely, solely, not for any other purpose, but to provide the city of Coal Lake with adequate funding for its sustainability. And that's what we've been getting. And that would the whether it was going to transition fully, whether we were going to get a land bridge, whatever the scenarios was, the reality is previous to our endeavors back in 2010, there was no ID 349. It didn't exist. It was created for us. And yet through all the discussions, both with the previous government and the one now, the, the, the plight 
the concern of the city sustainability, nowhere in the discussions is it, well, look at whatever we do with ID 349, we've got to be thinking about the sustainability of the city of Coal Lake. Those words are never spoken, never. And that makes me anger and hell because that was the reason why it was created. You know, as I said, the ratepayers this city, I don't think they fully realize and, and they need to be a, a, a aware and, and, I, and I'm sure we will make efforts to, to educate and aware and, and make them aware of what's at risk. What is at risk? I mean, almost everything you see in the city is going to tie back there. We lost 26 million, you know, if we lose $26 million in funding, we lost that 10 million without notice. Well, they didn't even have the respect or courtesy to tell us, hey guys, for next year's budget, we're cutting you back $10 million to $16 million from 26. They didn't. When did they tell us? They told us at budget time. So how do you how do you get the last minister cutting ten million dollars out of your budget when a one percent tax increase is only going to generate two hundred thousand dollars? Do the math, and that's what I try to you know tell people in our community is that look at one percent tax increase gives us two hundred thousand dollars to spend. So when a government comes by and 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 takes ten million and then threatens and holds back sixteen million, uh, do the math. I mean, yeah, we could cancel busing. We could cancel FCSS. We could cancel every program there is in the city. And we're not going to be able to make this deficit up. You, 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 you'd have to have an 80% tax increase year after year just to maintain the current level of service. And so when I say that this is a five alarm fire, it is. And I, and, and I know, and it's just been thrown at us. So you know, for the, for those that just don't get the idea that we, we were aware of this, uh, 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 you know, two months ago, we weren't. This was, this is, this is being dropped on the city right now. And we're having to manage this. The 16 million that, that we were reduced to is being held back and, and it's not in our budget. How do we do our budget? You know, how, this 2019, $16 million, we're two thirds of the way through the budget year. We were supposed to get that 16 million. And at the last minute, say, we're going to hold that back until we decide what we want to do with ID 349. I mean, the, the, this, they're not fighting the mayor and council. They're, 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 this is our community. This is what makes me angry is that they're, they're, they're playing this game with us and others in the region. But at the end of the day, this is about our, our ratepayers in the city of Coal Lake. What happened to their thoughts, to their feelings? What happened to the sustainability of the city? Yeah, so for those that don't know, uh, recently uh, the Minister of Miss Affairs, uh, the new minister, came out and uh, met with the city and, and wanted some uh, recommendations on uh, what to do with, with 349. And, and so certainly the city uh, uh, was more than willing to, uh, to give this minister uh, our recommendations. You know, uh, what a lot of people forget is uh, way back in 2007, uh, our story has not, never changed. And so we're willing to go all in as a community uh, with everybody else in the region. Uh, we've been saying that since day one. Uh, it, it, it really alienated a lot of municipalities back then. We've been a champion at many of the conferences that we attend to uh, the government needs to really look at uh, amalgamation of municipalities. Um, and so what happened was, is the province, uh, when nobody wanted to dance with us back in 2010, uh, the ID349 arrangement uh, occurred. And so uh, we we were victims uh, right now of our success and uh, as, a, as a council standing up for our, our community and the province making some hard decisions. And unfortunately, uh, with the NDP government, they, they, they changed the, the arrangement uh, on 349 because they said the deal expired. And so like you say, Bob, they didn't go back and, and really understand why we, we were given 349. We gave them all the information. Uh, but, you know, there was a significant change uh, on 
uh, in with the NDP government, uh, the previous uh, Minister of Missile Affairs, where we were under the impression that about 80-85% of uh, IDC-49 was going to come to the city of Coal Lake for funding. And uh, and then we were asked to come to the ledge, uh, to federate federal building there in November. And, uh, and all of a sudden, the deal was significantly changed, and there was other people at the table now. And so um, that set us back uh, by the 10 million that you speak of. So we were down around that 16 million mark. And so there we were we had to scramble uh, in cut many capital projects in the community for the 2018 budget year. And so this year with not even getting the 16 million, uh, typically out in the rural, they, they collect their taxes a lot later in uh, the cycle than, than an urban. Uh, but uh, typically the cash flow should be coming in on 349 by summer of 2019. And it's unfortunate that the municipal affairs hasn't given us any money. Uh, they want everybody to work together that they've asked to sit at the table. Uh, MLA Hansen put a meeting meeting together of the, the six, uh, municip- six uh, the, the four municipalities and the two settlements that they want to, at the table. But it's obvious that uh, the, the the variance on everybody's requests now is, is wide. And so it'll be interesting. The city of Colake uh, gave the Minister of Municipal Affairs uh, some options to consider. And of course, for us, uh, you know, amalgamating the uh, the 349 into the MD of Bonneville with the city of Cold Lake is a viable option that should be considered. And we're we're more than willing to throw our keys in with uh, with others uh, for the betterment of, of the region. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've 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 said this back in 2007 when there was uh, like 27 politicians servicing 30,000 population. I mean, that's ridiculous. Nobody other than the city of Cold Lake is seems to be concerned about that. Uh, you know, but uh, th- that hasn't changed. It, there's just too many politicians, too many councils, too many duplication of services. So, I mean, but regardless of what happens, we were we, we were happy with the arrangement we had at ID 349. It, it, the previous arrangement, the getting the money, even going 85% and let the region share the remainder. Okay, that was fair. We, we could see that with a growing assessment. That would make sense. We were never been about about not doing that. But what has happened recently is 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 wrong on the on the front that it it doesn't take into consideration Coal Lake sustainability. I've never even heard those words spoken even at various municipal affairs me- meetings that I've attended with your with your worship on and and it it seems to be forgotten but we always have to raise it and bring it back up again um you know because they want to kind of conveniently kind of push that off to one side. Yet when you look at it overall Fort Mac were big winners out of this deal, and they are big winners today. Lac La Biche were big winners out of this deal, and still are big winners today. The MD was a was a winner. I'm not going to suggest a big winner, but they were a winner, and they had a win. They still got their win today. The government, provincial government, got the win out of it. They got some extra funding that they weren't otherwise getting. The only one that's on the table for getting beat up on is the city of Coal Lake and its sustainability. Like it's it's the one that it's the one deal they all want to go in and 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 change. And I ask why? Why is it the only the city of Coal Lake that's at the table being picked at while you're not even acknowledging? The conditions in which it was formulated in the first place. I am terribly disappointed in this. I like, like, like. I get the government's present stance on wanting to get transparency, accountability, and responsibility on municipal spending, on on school boards, and and that. And 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 you know, I know there's a varying opinions out there, or whatever. But I get the plight of trying to get everyone's ship in order, and, and that. I, I, you know, I understand that this is not that. 
this is our sustainability. So the sustainability of the city is going to be desperate again. And I fear that if our citizens don't wake up, if our business community, if our developers, uh, if our not-for-profits in this community don't, you know, don't realize what's on the table, if they think about about everything that's happened, I mean, all you have to do is go back to 2007 and think about what it was like then. We were quickly, we will quickly revert back to that over time. I mean, can we float? Can we sustain ourselves for, you know, we could skate for six months, a year or whatever, but without any, without restoring the fundamental principles on which that deal was created, the city of Cold Lake will, 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 will have a difficult time. So they better be concerned. I've been quiet over here. Yeah, you guys have been doing great. Yeah, we're having fun. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. uh, no, my you know, coffee's we, going cold though. But. One, 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 one thing that uh, people got to realize is that, uh, you know, during this little journey for the last say, year, year and a half, you know, we've been respecting the process and we haven't been in the media uh making a lot of noise until recently but uh you know just allowing allowing people to understand uh okay well if you want to you've got a new change of government and 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 we were hoping that they were going to revisit what the NDP did um you know our my big concern and I, I ran for the uh, UCP uh nomination was I knew I got questions from the floor about uh, the Métis settlements and, and the air weapons range. And, and you know, when they made t- the two Métis settlements were drawn into the deal, I think it's the worst possible thing for the two settlements. I mean, whoever brought them into the into the arrangement I made a, made a big mistake because if there's no development, if the industry is not developing, their assessment is actually going to go down. And it goes down a lot faster than a person's residential. And so all of a sudden, whoever brought them to the table thought, you know, this is a this is an opportunity. This is the bank that you can come and and be part of, and uh, it's unfortunate that they're they've really focused on this, and and, and uh, I believe that they need to go back and look at their settlement agreement that they have with the province. And when you read that document, it talks about sustainability. That the uh, the money was to help the settlements be like the city of Colake, like the town of Bonneville, and. And if this if they're not up to our level for funding for for infrastructure, then they need to work with the province and work with the deal. Maybe there's a better option. Uh, we've always, Bob. I mean, we've had a, a couple of pops over the years, and we've talked about why why aren't First Nations, why aren't the settlements at the at some kind of a, a share of uh, the royalty, whether it's one percent or something. Uh, but coming into the tax pool is a limited source of revenue that that. For thirty-three thousand people, or whatever the, the number is, that all want to be part of this uh, three forty-nine, it's a limited amount of money that will not make everybody sustainable. Yeah, you know, and, and that, that's a that's a fair point. And I've I've often said as well when this has come up in the past, where uh, whether it be the uh, uh, Cold Lake First Nations or whether it be the settlements, the settlements are one hundred percent provincial jurisdiction, and and I'm not opposed to them getting money and more money. But it has to come from the province, not from the taxpayers of the city of Cold Lake, not from the taxpayers of the MD of Bonneville. At the end of the day, we're with them on getting more money. The province takes money, royalties, taxes off that off that uh, off that ID three forty nine. Let them pay no, provincially, provincially, uh, resource operations. Yeah, both federally and provincially, for that matter, on various levels or different uh, programs. So you know, once again, even Cold Lake First Nations, they want uh, they want money off the ID three forty nine. I understand they're going to Ottawa soon. Talk to Ottawa about it, but of their share. There's a reason why the municipal assessments are the way they are because they're for the ratepayers to provide services and 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 for its community. So um, you know. 
cutting cutting them in just waters down and and uh, allows them to pass the buck onto uh, onto others. So you know, as we move forward, uh, there's uh, this uh, December. I think we've tentatively set December 11th as a uh, a community open house. Um, it's talk to talk about the city of Cold Lakes budget and uh, talk about the future of the city of Cold Lakes specifically. Um, that will be an opportunity for mayor and council and uh, senior administration to answer questions. Uh, it's kind of going to be an open house town hall meeting for uh, for the residents. We're going to have a daytime uh, for the businesses and uh, and uh, maybe a lunch in there and then also a uh, um, evening session for the people that can't uh, can't come during the day as well. Yeah, we're going to go over, you know, a lot of what we just talked about, but uh, maybe by the 11th, we'll, we'll know what our future is. Um, but I think we also want to, you know, tell the residents that uh, they could be faced with a massive uh, tax increase if uh, we don't get word on, uh, we have to pass a budget by the end of uh, December. Kevin, you tell us this all the time. Uh, and so it's uh, council started budget deliberations the other night. Uh, we'll have another meeting here, but you know, it was really frustrating in our first budget night, not really knowing what we have for revenue. And so uh, a significant part of our budget uh, is 349 money and not knowing the number we're working with is, uh, it's, it's very challenging. Yeah, the um, you know the impact of the budget impact or the uh, the impact on our ratepayers, our community is one that council needs to get feedback from the community because at the end of the day, the impact is so huge, so significant, could be potentially if if this whole deal falls apart with us that we're going to need to have the community aware and to give direction. Do you want a 40% tax increase followed by, you know, 50% reduction in services and, and, uh, and access, uh, facility closures? Like what, what, how do you want your mayor and council to handle this moving forward? Because these are the realities that are going to approach it. So yeah, I'd be, and, 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 and reach out. And, and I would tell anybody listening to as well, that, you know, if you want further details, if you want to discuss it further, get a better understanding, call anyone, call the mayor, call any one of your counselors and, 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 and I'm sure they'll be more than happy to meet you for coffee and or, or talk to you over the telephone and, and provide information for you. Yeah, you know, like what's really fascinating is uh, in the end of the day, you know, everybody's, oh, 349 is a ton of money and all this. But sort of when you next time you go to Edmonton, just drive through Short Park. And Short Park is basically uh, Cold Lake inside the MD of Bonneville. And, uh, you know, Short Park, gains by having all of that industrial assessment around them, the taxes that the oil companies pay out to Strathcona County is all flowing into Sherwood Park. I mean, those facilities that you have in Sherwood Park are just as nice or better than what we have here in our community. And it's industrial taxes have been allowed communities like Fort McMurray, Sherwood Park, Fort Saskatchewan, uh, Lac La Biche, all benefit greatly um, you know, in, in their, their respective municipalities. And all we're asking is, is what about them then? If you're going to come in and, and chop us down and say we're overspending and all that, well, why aren't you putting the flashlight on them and saying, well, this is unacceptable? People want to be involved in communities that are growing, that are really plowing it into recreation and great facilities. And of course, uh, we all knew on council, our undergrounds, our plumbing, it was just awful uh, here in Coal Lake and we put a ton of money and we want to put a ton of money and to keep on fixing it because we've got some terrible uh, infrastructure that was built during the 50s and 60s when the base stood up really fast. 
Yeah. You still have a $450 million infrastructure deficit of uh, needed and desired uh, infrastructure, right? So, And not to mention yeah. uh, uh, a lagoon that needs to... Lagoon, yeah. Water Actually, I was going to get into that, Bob. <laughs> uh, you're the uh, chair of the Cold Lake Regional Utility Service Commission. Now, um, we call it uh, the the RUSIC is uh, an acronym uh, for the community that doesn't know. So um, the Regional Utility Service Commission operates the uh, the water treatment plant and also the wastewater treatment plant, being the lagoons as you speak of. Um, now that project, that commission in 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 partnership with the Bonneville Water Commission is currently doing a uh, the water line to Bonneville. Um, I think uh, that project is going ahead. I think the pipeline itself is about 50% uh, completed. Um, and, uh, you know, the water treatment plant is currently under construction right now. Um, that is a project that is uh, 90% uh, funded by provincial and federal and 10% by municipal. But uh, the municipal is being funded by others, not the the, the, the Cold Lake Regional Utility Service Commission. It's uh, it's our neighbors, uh, town of Bonneville and the MD of Bonneville um, that are uh, going out there. Um, but uh, also, uh, Bob, is the, as you said, is the lagoons, um, which adds to some of the infrastructure deficit conversations that we're having is, uh, of course, uh, we've been under a microscope with the federal government for the, uh, you know, the environmental regulations that are, uh, are being enhanced. And uh, this, uh, the treatment process is going to have to be replaced with a, a mechanical treatment plant uh, in order to reduce the nutrients that are entering into the Beaver River. So uh, lots of conversation around that. This, the RUSC has got a grant now to do a pilot project for a new uh, wastewater treatment plant uh, process and probably will have to be into construction. You know, they're looking right now tentatively about two years from now starting construction, which will probably take about two years to construct and a year to design it and uh, in order to meet the new environmental regulations. So. Yeah. So, and what's the price tag on that one again? It was a uh well, we're it's hovering in and around that twenty million dollar range right now. If uh, if this uh, pilot plant project, and that's the reason why we're doing it, that doesn't succeed, you know the the other technologies that are being out there to, to that are more, um, you know, maybe more been around longer, you know, they could be upwards of eighty million dollars of of of. Uh, for the facility. So, you know, I think with this technology, if we can bring the numbers to about $20 million of investment, but the challenge for the city of Cold Lake is a $20 million investment. Again, like you said before, do the math, a $20 million investment, and you only have about 4,500 homes in your community. And you have to apply that, that either that, uh, that investment, you know, you're going to get some grants, but they're not going to pay 100% of that. And the residual has to be applied to the, to the, to, to the users, uh, which is the city of Cold Lake and the, uh, and the homes that are within the city of Cold Lake. See, and, that, and that's a, that's a perfect example of, of where the range money helped provide the sustainability of the city to properly plan out. I mean, you can't, we're under, uh, you know, a federal order to have this repaired or this fixed, uh, in, in, in fairly short order. And at the end of the day, where does the money come from? We have no no sustainable revenue without that ID three forty nine. We're back to being, as far as I'm concerned, uh, you know, a, a failed business case and and insolvent uh, if if that funding dries up and goes away to the point that that it gets reduced to. So you know, at the end of the day, that those are prime examples. I mean, I know the mayor talks lots about about uh, facilities and recreation and 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 providing those means for our our community, but we've done a tremendous amount of infrastructure uh, lift stations. 
infrastructure and, and roads. Yeah, and, and roads, infrastructure, uh, uh, lift stations. You know, and 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 ideally the lagoons and that and and uh, wastewater. The, the money has to come from somewhere. So you're going to see at that public open house, everything that's being funded by the ID 349. And just think in the back of your mind, if and if it gets taken away, how many things are going to, how many doors are going to have to be closed in Cold Lake here. And if you own a home right now, like, like most of us do, uh, I mean, you, you think you have trouble selling your house today, try doubling up on your taxes, uh, you know, or tripling and then see what your valuation of your house is going to be. There's so many, so many pitfalls on this and, and if none of it, then it goes back to what I said earlier, it makes me angry because none of it on the sustainability level is being discussed. When you sit in the municipal level with some of these discussions on, on 349, nobody at the table says, well, wait a minute, let's understand we need to make sure the city's sustainable that topic doesn't even come up well on that note we look forward to people coming out uh, to our uh, open house on the uh, the state of the union address and uh, september uh, december 11th and it'll be over at the lakeland inn we'll start advertising uh it'll be a lunch session and then an evening session people can come out we'll do a, a powerpoint type of presentation speak to the audience but also i think q a will be a big part of it we'll have some boards up there uh sh- showing uh all the different uh, infrastructure projects that we uh, we vision out. And, uh, you know, for those that are, I know that are listening uh, from other communities, we've heard uh, uh, some people that from elsewhere, you know, ask your council, um, ask your CAO, ask your administration to show you your 10-year uh, capitalist for your community. This is something that our council's done, uh, funded, uh, back when we had no money. Uh, we spent $100,000, $200,000 each time hiring engineering firms to assess uh, the entire uh, infrastructure from sidewalks to, to plumbing and uh, you know it's one of the probably the best bang of the bucks that we we did was we had the documentation for the province and we could show them uh, how bad it was in Cool Lake so really recommend uh, those uh, those people that are listening to us to, to ask their council ask their mayor uh, can you show me your tenure your capital uh, replacement plan hey. so it was Good. fun, eh, Bob? You had yeah, fun? That was awesome. Yeah, thanks for letting me come in, guys, and rant a little bit. Because I hardly ever get a chance to rant, so I really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, you do it at an <laughs> A&W. And, uh, <laughs> so it's uh, it's great. I mean, this is we're going to continue to have these uh, conversations. And, I mean, I think uh, uh, it's obvious, uh, you know, Bob is, uh, like everybody on council, is frustrated. Uh, we just probably um, haven't uh, delivered the frustration to the community until just now. And it's because we've been trying to act classy and uh, with with a little bit of, uh, you know, respect to the province to uh, work on, on on understanding 349. It's just getting very frustrated because, uh, unfortunately, the uh, <clears throat> a limited pot of money is now going to get carved up. Um, and it's not, uh, you know, you can put it in the bank. It, it's not going to... Uh, to make these communities sustainable in the long run and uh, all it does is bide time and uh, but it won't be what these communities are, are desiring but any final notes there Mr. Nagoya? No I think we've got. You sir. sat back yeah. and listened to yeah, me and no, Bob yeah. Lada. I was uh, yeah just listening a lot this time uh, but it's all good. Good well I'm glad I uh, hope everybody enjoyed the show and uh, you know Please feel free to uh, email uh, the city if you have any uh, idea, uh, subject material you want us to chat about. Uh, we're happy to do so. 